episode of stories and conversations this one is really i don't even know what to say i'm so stoked i'm so happy to have my guest with me i'm going to introduce her in a moment but this is something that i never never even thought it would happen beyond my wildest imagination so <laughs> I just love this and I'm looking forward to having this conversation with my guest. I'm going to introduce her. So, um as I said on my previous um the previous conversation, I'm in Ghana. So, Ghana obviously an amazing country. But let me first say the back story. So, my guest today is <laughs> Mrs. Nancy Ampa. She's the CEO of Nationwide Medical Insurance Company here in Ghana, one of the largest insurance companies here in Ghana. And we actually met in Kenya. Um when was that last year? Last year. We met last year. And we were sitting on the same table in a forum and we were just talking about all these things healthcare. And I remember we were sharing across, you know, the things that were being said during the conference and I was like this lady she's either going to be my friend or my client <laughs> one of those and the interesting thing is when i reached out to her after the conference uh, with my former employer we actually talked we had a meeting and i knew she was going to become a client i never thought that she would become my friend <laughs> so months later um i'm doing my thing and um my the people that i'm working for tell me that i'm going to ghana and guess who i reach out to nancy so i reach out to her and i tell her i'm coming to ghana and when i get to ghana she texts me because obviously you saw my number on the right yeah. so she texts me to go to your email to find your number look at it guys like she went to my email to get my number so i get a text and she says this is nancy welcome to ghana and i'm like wow this is so amazing because i've never experienced that where someone goes to your email it's very rare someone going to your email and then you know they get your number and then they 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 call you or text you so i said obviously i have to meet nancy so we met and it was just like we had talked the other day and it's like we've been friends for years because mm-hmm. she has been so lovely she has been so gracious she has hosted us with so much grace i cannot mm. even believe it i don't think my time in ghana would have been the best if it was not for the grace that nancy has shown to me and to my workmates so thank you so much nancy for being here mm, thank you for pleasure. willing to Anytime. have this conversation Anytime. you are so lovely oh my goodness <laughs> like i feel so honored to have you speak to me today i just feel like this is <laughs> this is something so great so thank you so much but maybe before we start maybe you can tell people who you are obviously they know your name by now but you can tell people who you are your name um you know anything that you want the viewers mm. or the listeners to know about you okay so nancy I'm the fourth child yeah three brothers and a sister they are all around <laughs> i lost my dad but my mom is still there yeah sometime my family end up everything seems to rotate around me for some reason i don't know why yeah but whether it's the guys the girl they all rotate around me everything yeah. is nancy do this nancy do that so i got kind of used to taking care of everybody so to speak yeah like she said i work at nationwide medical insurance I'm the CEO. I've been for quite a long time. I was just twenty thirteen or so. Wow. But I've been working there. This is my eleventh year working at Nationwide. Yeah. We are the largest health insurance company in Ghana. We've been around for quite a bit of time. But I think I had a business in Kogere. <laughs> yeah. Who works hard? Yeah. Very hard and yeah, very pragmatic and practical. That's me. That's great. And and the interesting thing is we are actually similar in so many ways. So one thing that I've just learned today she loves Coca-Cola. She's addicted <laughs> to Coca-Cola and I am addicted to Coca-Cola <laughs> since December last year. So oh, I've been addicted much longer. <laughs> we need we need to have this Coca-Cola anonymous thing going on and talk about it and think about what we can do to stop it. To like, stop it. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's bad, right? it's not so bad yeah. we're able to moderate somehow exactly and we don't do it every day no not every day it's only when we see it yes but as long as we don't see it are okay. we trying to validate our okay it's not an issue Kinda. but are we trying <laughs> yeah and 
and the interesting thing is we've just been talking and like we have so many similarities you've yeah. just said right now you are the fourth child i did not know that i am you the, fourth the fourth child, child. i have three brothers and oh, one no. sister oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> there's too much coincidence no i don't think it's a coincidence i think this was meant to be so i'm really yeah. really glad that this is happening and then the interesting thing is even some part of our personal life is similar so I'm obviously asking her about, uh, you know, advice on how to deal with certain things. So I'm like, this is a match made yeah. in heaven, don't you think? I think so. Yeah, kindred spirits. So I'm really glad that she's here. And um, part of this conversation, we'll be talking about healthcare. You know, guys, I'm passionate about healthcare. We've been talking about this for a while now. I'm really, really passionate about healthcare, especially accessibility of healthcare in africa obviously for my home country kenya and even ghana ghana is part of africa and because they're such amazing people they should be part of this conversation and who else can talk about ghana better than mrs nancy so that's why i have her on today and i'm hoping you guys will like this conversation please let me know if you resonate with this conversation tell me if there's something interesting that you've had in this conversation but let's get right to it so nancy Tell me maybe a little bit about how you got into healthcare, why healthcare, uh, and not any other field. Why, why did you get, or how did you get into healthcare? Okay, so um, growing up, I wanted to be a medic. Yeah. I actually, why did the medical school? Yeah. But um, at some point, sick children, yeah. that's what, I mean, 10 me away from medicine. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't dissociate myself from what I see in the world, yeah. so... I ended up reading human physiology. Yeah. Came back to Ghana. I studied in the former Soviet Union in Moldova. Yeah. So I came back to Ghana and then my national service, everybody's supposed to do national service after mm-hmm. university. Mm-hmm. So most of the quality teaching hospital, that's not tertiary hospital, mm-hmm. the best hospital in Ghana, supposedly, mm-hmm. at least on the government side. Yeah. So there I worked at a blood bank. Yeah. So I worked at a blood bank for a bit. So I really saw healthcare with all its yeah yeah. What's the nice part? The <laughs> yeah. ugly parts. Yeah. What is it? The good part and the ugly. The good part and the ugly. Yeah. And then from there, I went to work at the School of Public Health. Yeah. But that was research. Mm-hmm. So we we're doing school a child health program. Mm-hmm. So I worked there for a bit. So it looked like I was really moving towards healthcare and all mm-hmm. that. Then I stopped to do my MBA. Mm-hmm. After the MBA, I majored in MIS. After that, my first quality proper job was mm-hmm. the National Health Insurance mm-hmm. Scheme. Mm-hmm. They had just started in Ghana. Mm-hmm. So when I got into National Health Insurance, that's when I realized all the problems mm-hmm. with access mm-hmm. to healthcare. Mm-hmm. And when National Health Insurance was introduced in Ghana, mm-hmm. Initially, I was a bit political, but I stayed away from the politics. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day when I was in my office, and one lady came, just to come and say thank you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what did I do for you? Mm-hmm. Before I came here, you guys gave me a card. Without a card, mm-hmm. I, but I've lost my daughter. Mm-hmm. And that was, it was kind of weird, because I had done nothing. I was only, I was only mm-hmm. working. I mean, it was like, I paid for health care, really. Yeah. And that's when I realized that's, Financial barriers were real. Yeah. And there was really the need to improve access somehow. And, mm. and, and that really touched me. And after that, mm. I went to have the transfer a bit of time. Then I moved into yeah. nationwide. So yeah. I just kind of continued the healthcare agenda because yeah. really, yeah. it made a whole difference. Because yeah. for that woman to come and say thank you, mm. I mean, it wasn't really me, it was the government. Yeah. But she still saw it as somebody it had given true. her access. Yeah. Wow. And that, that made me feel like, okay, if the more access you get to, the better it's going to be. Because yeah. really, they say health is wealth, right? Exactly. So without it, what would we do? Exactly. exactly. And when you're wow. sick, yeah. one man told me something recently, no matter how rich you are, mm. when you're sick and unconscious, mm. you cannot get that bank card. Mm. You cannot go and sign your name in a bank. Yeah. But with a health insurance card in your pocket, somebody yeah. could take you to the hospital. Because at that point you had you would have access to your money, mm-hmm. but if that card is there, somebody mm-hmm. will give you access to yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So I think 
That's the way it works for me. So that you got into healthcare because you were passionate about it. Right? Yes, yes. For me, really it was good. like, yeah. if I couldn't be a medic, that was the next best thing. <laughs> and let me now tell you something that will now blow your mind. I I'm also serious. did medicine for two years. I am not kidding you. I promise you, Nancy. This is now. Yeah, this is something. It's going to look weird. It's almost like having a turn I know, I know. It's like you're a photocopy of me. No. I'm so serious. I did medicine for two years and something happened with my family. And then I ended up doing a Bachelor of Business in IT. I am so serious. And that's how, for me, it's a 360. And I talk about it in my other episode. Like, it's a 360 for me now because I'm now back to healthcare because it has been, it was my dream to be a doctor. So, let me tell you, this was meant to happen. <laughs> this was meant to happen. I know, God is just something else. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now, yes. This Oh my goodness, I think we're going to mull on this for quite a long time because I can't believe it myself. Yes. Yes. Okay. Anyway, back to it. So, um, so you got into the... <laughs> so you got into the healthcare space. So maybe before we go on, you can, maybe you can share with us some statistics about Ghana and in terms of accessibility. Do you have anything on top of mind about accessibility of healthcare? Accessibility. Yeah, like in terms of percentages. Um, um, yeah. I can't throw out figures mm -hmm. because I don't want to be wrong. Yeah. But intuitively, we seem to have a lot of healthcare facilities mm -hmm. in the regional capitals. Mm -hmm. Capitals, and especially in Accra. In Accra, there's a lot of choice where to go, where not to go, and all that. Yeah. But as you move further away from the center, mm -hmm. the facilities themselves reduce. Mm -hmm. The personnel reduce. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could go to the upper west region of Ghana and you might not find a dentist. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But in Accra, you could have over 100 dentists, they have a choice. Mm -hmm. So as you move away, they are reduced. They are reduced. Yeah. And then again, um, apart from the physical mm -hmm. barrier, mm -hmm. not having access because there is no facility for you to attend, mm -hmm. there's the issue of um, finances. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of Ghanaians go in the rural areas. Mm -hmm. And in the rural areas, one, the fiscal structures are not there, mm -hmm. neither are the personal there. Mm -hmm. And there are places in Ghana where they do not even see money mm -hmm. for a long time. So, mm -hmm. they access that mm -hmm. mm -hmm. without the money. Mm -hmm. So, when National Health Insurance came in, it was a blessing in disguise. Mm -hmm. Because even if there is no person there. It must be someone in that hospital. Mm. At least with that card, you could go there and figure things out. Mm, okay? mm. But otherwise, for most people, there isn't enough money to go to yeah. clinic. Yeah. So people fall sick and then we end up with, yes, there's traditional healing. Mm. It could be good. Mm. There's the hair pulpit. Mm. Properly regulated could give some you know, mm -hmm. access to some level of health care. Yeah. But you realize that because of lack of money, mm. people fall sick and they are taken to churches. Wow. They are taken to prayer camps. Yeah. And you have all sorts of charlatans who pray on these people. Yeah. And when you're actually sick, instead of dictating it spiritual. Yeah. It's someone from the family. Yeah. From, it, it, it kind of breaks everything up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the family is broken. There's these churches that's all mm. right. But you realize you don't really need much. It could just be a simple thing. Mm. You realize when people are sick, they don't go to hospitals. They don't have the money to go. Mm -hmm. Or when they go, they have to wait for so long. Yeah. If they go to a garden, they can spend the whole day there. Mm -hmm. So because they don't have that access, then they would rather not go. So a lot of conditions that could be treated mm -hmm. end up being delayed and gets worse. A lot mm -hmm. of cancers are found in the final stages. Mm -hmm. But wow. if you have access, you could go much earlier and it could be dealt with. Yeah. So you realize a lot of people are dying mm -hmm. or losing their lives or becoming disabled from mm -hmm. that sense of mm -hmm. There are diabetics who don't know they are diabetics. They get a sore, and sore is not going. What mm. do we do? We go to a church and start praying for them. Mm. Or put them yeah. in a prayer camp. Yeah. Or we go and get, if you're lucky, you get a proper herbalist. It yeah. might go off. Yeah. But if you get these, any of these charlatans, then they're going to just yeah. put all sorts of stuff on you. Like the light gets angry, and the next thing is then cut it. Because yeah. the time they eventually mm. get to the hospital. Mm. So you realize that there's the need for some kind of 
Home yeah. care financing. Yeah. That will go on access. Yeah. So affordable health care. Affordable health care is yeah. very important. Yeah. 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 And you see, when we're talking about health care, most of the time it's not the complicated stuff. Mm. We are talking about where we have places. There are places where they have to, you know, cross rivers, walk for miles yeah. just to get to a better attendance for someone to have yeah. a baby. Yeah. Stuff like that. Children yeah. are dying just because there's no but proper care when the yeah. mother was having a baby and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. there's the need for that. Mm. You get what I'm coming from. Mm. So it, 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 it's, it's basic. For me, it's a basic need. Exactly. It's a basic necessity. It's, not, yeah. it's nothing fancy. It's not prestigious. Yeah. It's not, no. Yeah. It's something everybody needs. Exactly. If you look at our doctor-patient ratio, mm. it's terrible. Mm. Like about one to some thousand, so about mm. one thousand or something. So, yeah, how are you gonna do this? Wow. wow. So there are so many things mm. preventing us from accessing healthcare. Yeah. The fiscal structure, the financial access, there's mm. the personnel. There's again our cultural system sometimes don't help us. Exactly. Because we attribute so many things to so many other stuff instead of really going to straight the hospital. to the hospital. Yeah. So all these things come together and you realize that yeah something wow. needs to give yeah this this is quite profound because as i'm listening to you i'm just thinking about kenya and the problems are similar Similar. they are similar so i feel like it's more of an african it problem rather than a specific country problem and that's why we need to do something about it and i've been challenging a lot of people that i'm having conversations with like can we stop having conversations okay conversations are really important because we get to know what you're going through but something needs to be done exactly we need to get to do something exactly we need to go from this level and go to the next thing and for me now let me tell you something that really uh sort of triggers me is when you bring politics into such mm-hmm. things. You know, healthcare is a need. You've talked about unfortunately, it. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's also political sometimes. Yeah. It's, 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 it's annoying. Yeah. I always see how they can politicize health. Mm. But unfortunately, if you take the NHS in Ghana, it's so, so political. Mm. So that um, I think stuff like health should be run by technocrats, Mm. not politicians. Mm. The moment you bring in the politics, it becomes a problem. I remember when NHIS was started. Mm -hmm. A lot of people felt that that, then the government department was NPD. Mm. So there were people who belonged to NDC who chose not to register Mm. for NHIS. Mm. Just because it was political. Yeah. They needed it. Yeah. But because a particular party brought it, they were not going to do it. And Mm. that's why I take the politics out of it. Mm. So I'm like, when a mosquito comes biting you for you to get malaria, exactly. it's not going to check what party yeah. you, go, you belong to. <laughs> That's You're all going to get the malaria. Exactly. And then what happens? Exactly. You have to go to hospital. And then you sit back and because of it's NPP, you don't do it. Yeah. So that's one side. The other side is who manages the yeah. energizers. Yeah. Or who manages the healthcare yeah. system in here. So yeah. it shouldn't be political. Yeah. It shouldn't be political appointees. We need technocrats to deal with the issues as they are. Exactly. Sustainability, making sure things work. Yeah. And take the politics out of it. Mm. But in Ghana, in everybody's political manifesto, you find the NHIS. Yeah. And it's part of political manifesto. Yeah. And health should not be political. Exactly. Exactly. So I think if we need, as Africa, to take health out of these things and then deal with it as it should be dealt with. Exactly. It's a basic need. Yeah. It's 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 a basic human thing. It's got nothing to do with politics. Yeah. Yeah. When you fall sick, it doesn't really care whether you have this political cut or not. Exactly. You fall sick. You fall sick. Exactly. And it's really you know why it also triggers me. It's because these people who are involved in the politics. They will get ill and, and they, they will go to the, the UK country, you know, and they will go to the They US. will travel out. Yeah. And now of late they go to Dubai. Yeah. They travel out and the rest of us have got to deal with it here. It's really sad. And then you you know there was a time they said a child or something died in one of it. Mm. Through negligence or something. Mm. The politicians were up in arms. I'm like trying to help. No. Because this is, I mean they politicize again because of this political party. Exactly. Even children are dying. But the point is there was a response one pediatrician wrote and said, look, I see this every day. Yeah. Children are dying because the staff to treat them are not there. Yeah. And because they don't have access. So she, that's something she sees every day. Yeah. Where children come to hospital late because the parents cannot afford it. Exactly. So one child dies, don't make her a big deal out yeah. of it. Yeah. They are dying on a daily basis. And what are we doing about it? 
So we need to take the politics out. Like you really said, they mm. go out for treatment. Yeah. I mean, we are told officially the Speaker of Parliament is going to Dubai for medical care. Mm. What happened to Kolebu? Thank you. And that ha- and let me tell you guys, that is what we grapple with as healthcare stakeholders. I don't even know, you know, there are so many nurses, there are so many people like me, and then there are the doctors who are not even paid well. Yes. So it's just a myriad of issues of issues of issues about issues. So it, 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 it's something else. And yeah. you might think it's just a doctor thing, but it's not just not just a doctor thing. Yeah. I know there was a period they said they were not having surgery. Mm. Whether it was an emergency or not. Surgery could happen because um, either there was no water in the hospital wow. or the people in the laundry, something about laundry. So they were, in this day and age, they didn't have the surgical thing. They had to be washed. Wow. It wasn't the, the disposable. Wow. And because of that, they could not have surgery. So there are so many things. It's not just the direct, um, how yeah. do I say, the director, there's no surgeon. Yeah. There's a surgeon. Yeah. There's a surgeon, but then there's no, there's no disposable or whatever. Yeah. or whatever they were to do wow. the series of the some laundry somewhere could not wash something and uh. wow so you realize it's a much bigger problem oh it's not goodness. just about doctors yeah. access but there's so many things running that yeah. you need to deal with yeah there are times you can see that even the lack of technology can mm. be affected mm. because i've read that this is something i could do to mm. relieve this particular person but we don't have it yeah yeah Laser technology is limited in Ghana. I don't know about Kenya. Yeah, it is. It, it is, is limited. limited and yeah. now we have to cut everybody. Look at the rest. Yeah. When a lot of countries have gone beyond that, mm. we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Mm. So instead of um, doing yeah. all sorts of political things, exactly. we get everything we can exactly. to help the lives. Right. So it's, a, it's a very big conversation exactly. when it comes to healthcare. It's yeah. so wider. You get doctors who are willing to work and mm. yet are frustrated. Exactly. Yeah. Because what to work with is just not Definitely. There. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's a much bigger problem. There's the access. Yes, the first thing is access for basic mm. things. Mm. I agree. Mm. But even with that, there are other, other things surrounding that things that need to come yeah. so that we need to sort out. Yeah. And the first thing for me is take the politics out. Exactly. And I totally agree with you. And I hope this can happen. And it can happen. You know, when people talk mm. about Africa and problems, I think people think that it can happen. It can. It's just that it's going to take time and it's going to take one person to actually push that agenda. But I believe that one person can change all this. It can be you, it can be me. I don't know who it is. But one person can change it. I believe it. Mm-hmm. It might not happen now. Maybe it's with your daughter. Maybe it's with my daughter. Maybe it's with I do not. Well, I agree. The conversations must go on. Yeah. And there must be the willingness to go beyond conversation. Yeah. It's just that there are times you look at the systems in place and it can be rather disheartening. Right? It is. It is. It can be extremely disheartening mm-hmm. and then the, the, the will to go on if you're not careful. Yeah. You don't want to. Because. Yeah. Um, it feels like fighting upstream. Yeah. Most of I the understand. time. Yeah, That's yeah. what it feels like. Yeah. But you you have to hold on to this hope because if we don't have hope... Yeah, then... we've got to hold on to hope. Yeah. But, um, I told you I'm rather pragmatic. Sometimes <laughs> I wonder. Yeah. Whether just hope will be enough. You know? It's true. Because all these people in all the various positions, they mm. actually know what to do. Mm. Why do they go to... The, Dubai is of Hollywood because the technology yeah. is there. Yeah. So why don't you bring the same technology, technology to here. and whatever it will cost to treat you over there? Yeah. You might buy one machine for free. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And yeah. and I agree with you totally. So So they all know what to mm-hmm. do. I don't understand what happens when you get into government and you're the one because when they're in position, they're they able to talk, talk about, about all that. Exactly. But then when they get into government, something happens. Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. And then we will look for them and ask them. I, I will actually look for someone and ask because I don't I know. Also wonder what if you're going to get good yeah. answers. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So beyond that, as nationwide, I mean, you are sitting at the helm of that organization, and you said it's the largest medical insurance company, private medical insurance company in Ghana. What are you doing to address some of these challenges? You see, um, nationwide. We are generally the private health insurance industry in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've been working in the formal sector. Mm-hmm. 
mpongoza lugha ndio kitu talk to one HR one CEO CEO mbele understand the need for health insurance link productivity to absenteeism and good health care productivity the person signs on I know where they are head offices. I know mm-hmm. who to send my invoice mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. How to get my money back. Mm-hmm. So that's the easiest part of it. Yeah. But to really, really, really pursue the UAC agenda, mm-hmm. where we are not just commercial, but there's a bit of social mm-hmm. stuff in it. Mm-hmm. You need to get into the informal sector. Mm-hmm. And getting into the informal sector is quite a Yeah. It's very risky business. Yeah. Because when you've got to come up with products that are affordable, mm. what is affordable? Mm. And there's always competing needs for mm. them. So, I don't know about you, but in Canada, we are not an insurance people. Mm. We are all insurance. Because mm. if I'm called that my niece is sick or something, I will yeah. send them money. So there's no need for them to send them to health insurance company. Yeah. There's the option of going to church. Yes. So we are not insurance people. Yeah. And if you don't have enough, it's difficult to put money aside for something that may not happen. Mm. So you try selling health insurance to the average person. The thing is, if I don't fall sick, what happens? Mm. That's not insurance. Exactly. How do you convince that look? You can you can pay for a four year and you don't fall sick yeah. and that money is gone. Exactly. And you feel like the money is gone. It's, it's a gone. loss for you. It's a loss for them. Yeah. So then rather, why don't I keep the money as and when something yeah. happens? Yeah. I'll go pay for it. Mm. And again, I could still call on somebody else to help me pay for it. Mm. The cultural, social, family thing. Yeah. So somebody would come through for you. Extended yeah. family, whoever, yeah. would come through for you. Mm. So it makes going into that informal space very difficult. Mm. We've tried it over four or five years, trying yeah. to get in there. We've had to refine the product. We started from, um, okay, if you don't fall sick, mm. you might get something back. Mm-hmm. We came to, okay, adding a kind of investment thing to the health. Mm. It wasn't working. Mm-hmm. It became, okay, let's ensure the inpatient side and make the outpatient part, which is riskier. Mm-hmm. Something like uh, you have a medical wallet mm-hmm. and you spend from it. So once mm-hmm. that money is finished, it's finished. Mm-hmm. To encourage people to save for mm-hmm. medicine. It also didn't work. Mm-hmm. But people preferred, the engine was like, okay, let's do insurance. Yeah. Now, because insurance, they're going to get all their money back and more mm-hmm. when they are sick. Mm-hmm. But if you make it a wallet, it means I'm only using what I put in there. Exactly. Then it's not really fair. So they were doing yeah. it. But even with that, then comes the issue of how do you get them to pay off the time? Because mm-hmm. you can, the informal sector, you can do it one year upfront. Mm-hmm. That's a huge amount. Exactly. Okay, it's expensive. Yeah, it's it part of mm-hmm. Because we import everything in medical. Mm-hmm. So the forex sneezes and everybody else catches a cold. Yeah. Especially healthcare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So healthcare cost keeps going up. Mm-hmm. You can't always pass that cost to them. Yes. They insured. They insured. Getting them to stay insured mm-hmm. is one major problem. Mm-hmm. First, I can't afford it. You convince me. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll do it. Yeah. I pay first month, second month, third month, fourth month, fifth month. Mm-hmm. I'm never falling sick. Yeah. Why do I continue paying? Yeah. So they stop. They stop, yeah. So how to get them to stay is one thing. So you'd always get new people coming on. Mm. But as we all know, business comes from the retention. Exactly. Not from the new people exactly. coming Exactly, yeah. So people keep coming on, stay mm-hmm. for three months. I didn't fall sick. Okay, I've stopped. Mm. Or stay for three months, mm-hmm. fell sick, used it. Okay, that's okay. I don't think I'm going to be sick again. I've already been sick. Yeah. I'm not going to be sick for the next few months. So let me take it easy. Yeah. And then, and then again, there's the adverse selection thing. Mm. You go to a family, you try to do a family thing, and they're like, okay, these two are the ones that fall sick for less register. Exactly. The healthy ones don't come. Yeah. We tried um, working with um, people in the diaspora. Mm. So they pay for those in Ghana. They are mm. friends, they are loved ones. What mm. did we see? We end up seeing them paying for their parents. And their parents are old mm-hmm. with chronic conditions. They mm-hmm. even tell you which medications they are on. Mm-hmm. It's not insurance. Exactly. It's a definite. Yeah. Wow. So getting to the informal sector is quite difficult. It's very difficult. You yeah. need to get people to it's a whole change of mindset mm-hmm. for us to see insurance as an investment and mm-hmm. not as a cost. Mm-hmm. And again, as long as there are competing needs for that little money, exactly, 
And I rather stay home and when it's necessary, I do it out of pocket or yeah. ask somebody to help me. Yeah. So I realize those who be able to get the informal sector, people who have either experienced it as part of the corporate mm-hmm. industry or people who have lived outside Ghana mm-hmm. and were used to insurance. Mm-hmm. But if you take the average typical Ghanaian, he's not going to do insurance whilst your child's school fees is not paid. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to do insurance whilst you know I get need to get textbooks. Exactly. Or they, there's so many competing need yeah. best at school. Yeah, yeah. So how do you do wow. that? Wow. And if you want mm. good healthcare, then it comes at a cost. Exactly. And the cost because of all the imports and everything, mm. sometimes a bit too much. Mm. On the flip side, if you try to get a product that is very affordable, mm. it loses value for the person buying it. Because mm. you are hedging your risk. So you say, okay, let's do an inpatient product. Mm. It looks good. Yeah. The day you actually need to be admitted, the insurance will come before you. What's the last time you were admitted? Okay, it's December. But before, yeah. after December, you can't recall. It's, it's, it's been a long time. Exactly. So yeah. why would I keep paying year after year when I'm not exactly. actually falling? Yeah. And it's only when I am admitted? Yeah. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. So it becomes a, you need a balance of what? Exactly. Again, the same poor, vulnerable, perceive as mm. value mm. and what you can offer mm. on insurance. Yeah. Oh. Because yeah. So now we're trying to do stuff with micro-insurance. Yeah. Micro-insurance, sorry, they, come in and they do little bits of insurance. Yeah. But it means you bring the health part in. It, it becomes, becomes expensive. Yeah. Because it tells you the risk is much higher Very than high. any other insurance. Yeah, that's true. So it becomes difficult. Mm. And if you're not offering enough, because the, the Average consultation is about 40, 50 CDs, mm. and I'm giving you 100 CDs, Kara. Really? Mm. Most of it is going into consultation. Exactly. I bet I would go into. Yeah. By the time you finish consultation oh. and do your um, yeah. diagnostics, yeah. your money is finished. There will yeah. be no money to buy the medication. Yeah. Wow. So, what they perceive as value is also important because you must keep them. Mm. They should be interested, they should see value for mm. them to sign on and keep To stay. Yeah, and to keep on renewing. Renewing. Yeah. But you send somebody on for a year, mm. they pay the first quarter, and at the, at the end of it, you can't get them anymore. Mm. Wow. So you haven't figured that out yet? You're still no. trying to figure still it out? still trying to figure it out. Oh. We're it, thinking of embedding with other products, mm. like for now, like other things, but even with embedding, you realize the cost becomes a bit too much, yeah. and can they really afford it? Afford it, yeah. Because healthcare is expensive. It is. It is. It's well, very expensive. Yeah. And currently in Ghana, the way fuel prices are going, yeah. dollar rates are going, it's wow. scary. Yeah. Wow. I hear you. And let me tell you, everything you're saying, the same in Kenya. That's the same conversation I've been having with so many Kenyans and Kenyan it's, insurance it's, companies. It's, 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 it's yeah. everywhere. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult because yeah. for me. And you know what? The interesting part is you get, you're in the corporate space, so your employer may be providing mm. health insurance. Exactly. But when you go on retirement, you need or insurance. you lose your job, that's mm. when you lose the insurance. Exactly. And especially on retirement, that is when you need the insurance. Exactly. Because that's when you don't have it. Yeah. And a lot of companies would not insure mm. above 60 because the risk is much, 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 much higher. Mm. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. At that point, it's almost a certainty they would want to Yeah. So, wow. how much would they want to pay for you to be insured? Yeah. So, until we get a very healthy mix. So, like I said, what we're doing in the diaspora, where are they? We're not getting a healthy mix. Mm. Because those outside are about 35, 40, 50. Yeah. And their parents are definitely 70, exactly. 80, 90. Exactly. Exactly. What? Wow. Where's the insurance? Yeah. And you realize they're only interested in their parents. That's even the people who are. The caregivers for their parents, mm. you know, Same they are not interested. So we thought we we're going to do a healthy mix of children and adults, mm. and then we get it. But you realize those are only interested in what's working with their parents. Yeah, yeah. And the parents are old, and their certainty mm. is not like what they exactly. They are going exactly. To. Yeah. So then you realize the medical loss ratio is unmentionable. Uh, wow. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. So then, yeah. do I have to continue doing exactly. this? Exactly. No. Yeah. Wow. This is really interesting. So let me ask. How do you think, or what do you think technology will do to resolve this, if it's going to resolve this, or at least address part of the challenges? Okay. Technology really could, to a large extent, reduce mm-hmm. the cost mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, telemedicine solution is better mm-hmm. if you bring our minds to it. Mm-hmm. And maybe what actually is the cause. Mm-hmm. But there's again the assumption that uh, a telemedicine consultation would be cheaper than Mm. Brick and mortar consultation. Exactly. Yeah. If I tell him it's supposed to be cheaper mm. than brick and mortar, then tell him it's will bring down the cost, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, um, me, if you're doing telemedicine again, the doctor, I keep telling you this, the doctor needs yeah. something to work with. Exactly. So there has to be diagnostics. Mm. Is there we can get some diagnostic that doesn't involve those huge analyzers mm. with huge, I mean, high cost of reagents exactly. and all that, and then eventually mm-hmm. the diagnosis are also much, much, much more expensive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So once you get brick mortar, big diagnostics, then the cost of healthcare is high. Yeah. But alternatively, if you're going to use telemedicine, it's dropped the cost. Mm-hmm. If you're able to find a solution to the diagnostics where you're using RDTs and simple things too, yeah. Yeah, most of these costs reduces it mm-hmm. and then again we take away the brick and mortar mm-hmm. where air conditioning comes in mm. nice there's nice mm. reception dstv mm-hmm. the reception yeah. all that comes into yeah. you're actually reducing costs. Yeah. so hopefully that it's, should cut down the cost it reduces so, across yeah. yes so that cuts down the cost yeah and to some extent mm-hmm. it makes the product a bit more mm. affordable yeah yeah. But we're in a country where we still don't have uh, too much reputation on what telemedicine should do. Exactly. So that is one side yeah. of it. Yeah. And uh, whether the medical profession believes that telemedicine consultation should be slightly lower mm-hmm. than brick and mortar consultation is mm-hmm. another story. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't believe that telemedicine cost should be lower, yeah. then we're going to pay the same price and we didn't really achieve exactly. anything. Exactly. If, um, we have lots of people, especially those with MCDs, mm-hmm. chronic conditions, mm-hmm. who go to clinic just because they must get a prescription. Yeah. So in getting the prescription, they acquire extra cost, which is consultation. Mm. Right? Mm. But if there's a system where they go where they to the med- mon- monitor yeah. remotely, yeah. they get their medication, mm-hmm. consult, mm. telemedicine, of course, break other costs. Exactly. Again, in Ghana, I know it's an African problem, Ghanaian mm-hmm. problem, but mm-hmm. we have quite substandard drugs find their way into the system. Mm-hmm. And so for some medics to be super sure you're getting what you need, they only prescribe proprietary medication and mm-hmm. branded medication, mm-hmm. which are very, very expensive, yeah. as opposed to generics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got an influx of uh, generic medication mm-hmm. from other countries, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which we're substandard. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are afraid to generic in Ghana can be a bad word. Yeah. Yeah. So they would rather go for the high end yeah. branded medication, which yeah. goes to increase the cost of medication. Obviously, yeah. Like for me, I I'm a hypertensive. I use Teva drugs, mm. generics. Mm-hmm. And my I buy for the year. Yeah. So I buy for myself and my mother for the year. Okay. Only because I don't want to call me every month. <laughs> medication is finished. Yeah. So I get her for the year. Yeah. It's why it's 2024. I'm covered for the year. Yeah. So I buy that medication. And for the year, my medication, her medication, is mm-hmm. about, um, it wasn't up to 3,000 CDs. And 3,000 CDs is about $500. And that's our medication for the year. For the year. I'm on a she's on a lot of I'm on lots of time. She's on a uh, she says all those different things, but I think we have different mm, strengths. Mm, yeah. mm, mm, mm. So we get all that again. But um, I have insured clients mm. who would rather take Novask mm. instead of Amlodipin from Terra. Mm-hmm. And Novask will cost about uh, about $50 a month. Mm-hmm. So just for Novask, for yeah. insured clients, that is what will come up by me and another's medication yeah. for the year. It's not enough for that person for one year. Yeah. But that's coming my medicine and my mother's medicine. We're talking amlodipine, uh, mm. solibolaspine, yeah. all that for the year. Yeah. For two of us. And for one person on branded, it doesn't even cover the year. It is just about uh, mm. six months thereabouts. Wow. You get what I'm coming from? Yeah. So as long as we go with the proprietary drug way, instead of getting good generics, mm. And again, there's a whole point of which how the medicines, substandard mm. medicine, get into the system. Mm. So now we've lost faith in generic, mm. and would rather prescribe. Of course, medrepin yeah. plays a big part in this for mm-hmm. the farmers. Mm-hmm. They come in medrepin with the doctors and mm-hmm. all that they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. 
So we end up, so we able to also decide that this is what we want to do. Mm. Go generic. Mm. And people don't think generic is a bad word. You know, you can actually cut stuff out. Of course, yeah. And we'll be able to provide something affordable. Mm-hmm. So technology would help. Okay. Some level of regulation would help. Mm. And then ensure which drugs get into the country. Yeah. And then reorienting ourselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not to go for branded and proprietary drugs. Mm-hmm. In some cases, that's the only drug I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you take a galvanosmith, there's no, uh, yeah, there's no generic for it. So yeah. you take galvanosmith if you need it. Yeah, well, you're not doing that. Yeah. Another thing we also do: the medical practice itself. Mm-hmm. I was in hospital because then I had a UTI, mm-hmm. and I was getting kefirotin. Mm-hmm. That's fine an antibiotic, mm-hmm. right? No medication, and mm-hmm. I branded one of them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, wow. we no longer go through the first line, yeah. the second line, we just go straight up to the first line. I was yeah. actually asked to go and do a MRI. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why should I do it? I yeah. didn't do it. Yeah. But um, what is up with the brick and mortar for them to be state of the art, mm-hmm. get in all these uh, equipment? Mm-hmm. They must give you a money back, right? Exactly. So, every little thing you had so to do, the MRI, the CD yeah. scan or something, but yeah. they must get their money back. Yeah. Wow. So what else technology is reducing the words increasing the somewhere else? Exactly. But it's the style of practice yeah. here that matters. Yeah. So there has to be a balance across. There's a standard treatment guideline by the state. Nobody yeah. uses it that much. Yeah. But that's what we should use because it tells you to move from first line to second line mm-hmm. to third line. NHIS gives only generics. Mm. But like I'm saying generic is a bad word. But if we, if it's a if we're gonna control the drugs that come in mm-hmm. and we are sure we have good generics. Mm-hmm. It's a good generic company, UK, South Africa, wherever I don't exactly. know. Yeah. If you're going to get those good generics, it will bring down the cost of mm-hmm. healthcare. The healthcare cost will be then be a bit more affordable. Yeah. Then when you add the technology, mm. it makes it even now even better. better. And yeah. the technology is solving several things. Because if you're using telemedicine, it means one doctor sitting in Accra mm. could actually take care of mm. patients mm. all over the country. Yeah. Without any, you know, having to travel, all, travel over. all over. Yeah. And even for some of us, there are times when we have malaria, we know it's malaria, mm. then to actually put on your clothes, sit in a car, go get to bed, go in queue, and see exactly. the doctor. It yeah. can be stressful. Yeah. I could easily have called a doctor. Exactly. At least I gain on transport, mm. <laughs> I gain mm. on some time, mm. right? Mm. Using technology. Yeah. And then, of course, because exactly. all the stress leading to money, time, transport, exactly. all the trust leading to Yeah, money. yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm dry. Okay. So what so, I'm hearing you say is technology will definitely reduce the cost. Definitely. And um, the technology that you've talked about is telemedicine. So that's remote consultation. Mm-hmm. And then the medication bit of it. That's for Ghana. Yeah. That's I'm what trying you to get more, you know, mm-hmm. diagnostics. I think there's okay. simple diagnostics. Yeah. My point is, um, if I go to a large hospital mm-hmm. and maybe all they need is my HB. Mm-hmm. And something else, but then they have a huge analyzer. Yeah. So they put my drug in, they need so much reading. So they give me a whole 24, 25 parameters. Yeah. Which really I may not need. Exactly. And because that equipment is large, yeah. it uses specific, uh, special uh, mm. reagents, mm. which are important, mm. and all that. Mm. It makes the cost so more high, as yeah. opposed to a smaller thing that may do it. So that there are RDTs, rapid diagnosis, little things that we could use to make our lives easier. Yeah. So I think the style and what we do, so technology to a large extent, mm-hmm. I think it will help bring these things yeah. down yeah. and make things a bit more affordable because yeah. until the healthcare cost itself mm-hmm. is reduced, mm-hmm. that's when people insurance know start, yeah, people will start trust yeah. insurance. Yeah. Wow. And there you've had it from Mrs. Nancy herself. She knows all about healthcare insurance, as you can see. So, I mean, for all the organizations who have the ambition to get into the African market or are already in the African market and you want to expand your reach, you had it here. So technology, make sure that it obviously reduces the cost in one way or another, whether it's telemedicine, medication, it has to. You know, it has to make sense. It has to be at a lower cost. So you're talking about generics. Can I say yeah? one more thing? Mm-hmm. If you, you see, we, we hear people coming with telemedicine solutions, all sorts of solutions. Mm-hmm. And when they're coming with telemedicine, what do we see? Mm-hmm. 
And there's a gadget, there's mm. a software you mm. can call the doctor. But then, I told you this before, mm. um, we don't keep gadgets at all. Exactly. So I'm consulting a doctor, what is wrong if you have a headache? Mm. The doctor has no clue what my blood pressure is, mm. has no clue what my temperature is, mm. has not got all those things that they could triage mm. in a brick and mortar clinic mm. for him to arrive at a diagnosis. How do you arrive at a diagnosis? Mm. So, for me, telemedicine in vacuum, as I would put it, mm. why is it just a software or it's just a gadget or it's mm, just mm, a mm. video conferencing? Yeah. It's not telemedicine. Yeah. Give the doctor something to work with. Yeah. So, obviously, diagnostics have to be have done from somewhere. Exactly. Right. Otherwise, really. What is doctor work? Because with? your yeah. headache could be a malaria headache, could be a yeah. blood pressure headache, could be a COVID headache, yeah. could be anything. Exactly. But if you don't have any way, so. For me, in Africa, I don't think our problem is the communication mm. bit of the telemedicine. That's not what the problem mm. is, because there are a thousand and one of those. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, all due respect, even WhatsApp can be. Exactly. Even exactly. WhatsApp can be. Yeah. Zoom could be, anything exactly. could be. Yeah. But what is the doctor and working with? Mm. Yes, yeah, so diagnostics, very important. So for me, telemedicine mm. as gadgets without the diagnostics. It does so, not make it sense. Yeah. So we need to find a way around. Otherwise, exactly. it doesn't work. Too many of these solutions working in bars and Yeah, exactly. And it looks like they all keep focusing on the communication mm. part. How do you reach that doctor? But mm. I can say, WhatsApp can do that. Mm. We all do telemedicine in our own ways. You call a doctor and say, hey, my daughter is warm. Exactly. She's going to tell us that, is, a that is telemedicine. That's true. It is that is true. Wow. We call those, hello, how are you there? Yeah. My daughter is running temperature. Exactly. Yeah. And I I may have a thermometer or not. Yeah. How oh she's very, very warm. Yeah. For we know I'm touching the neck and the neck is supposed to be warm. Or the front of Yes, I'm okay. touching yeah. the feet to see whether she's exactly. warm. So medicine has been there. It's been there. Yeah. So it's just how to do it. Yes. Yes. So I actually agree with you. I've never thought about it like it's that. But it's true. We keep calling our nurse friends, doctor friends. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I'm not familiar, I think it's malaria. Yeah. And you prescribe. Yeah. You're gonna get a medicine that's done for my same Yeah. It's thirty minutes. Exactly. Wow. But as to whether it was really malaria, it's another mm-hmm. you thought you had malaria. Yeah. You had nothing to go by. Exactly. Wow. So there you've had it. I'm not even going to repeat it. You've had it from <laughs> Mrs. Nancy. She has put it as it is, as raw as it is. So guys, you've been challenged. Let us see the difference in this market. Let us see the difference in the African market. And I think with all these technologies that are coming in, if we do it the right way, if we go to yes. these insurance companies and listen to them, listen to the challenges because they know it better than us. Because I think sometimes for these um, technical people or these solutions that come into the market, they think they know what solution they know how to solve a problem but they don't ask you That's what the true. problem even is even with the insurance companies yeah. there are times we do what i call the boardroom product development mm. we don't talk to the people exactly we don't ask them what is mm. i mean we had an interview when we um a life assurance company goes mm. to a truck drivers association mm. they're talking about life assurance if you get a Mm. You know, you're on the road, anything mm. could happen. Mm. If something happens mm. to you, your family is going to get so much. Yeah. And they're like, hey, that's what we're worried about. Yeah. What do we get whilst we are alive? Then they go, okay, mm-hmm. we could get you some kind of insurance, but if you have an accident, you're so tired. The guy goes, look, it's mm. not about me. Mm. I know how to drive. Mm. I'm worried about my child at home. Mm. I'm worried about my family exactly. at home. I don't want to be on the road now, be told my daughter is sick. That will distract me mm. on the road. So it's not even about me. It's about my family. So if you have something that would take care of my family, mm. whilst I'm on the road. But sitting yeah. down, we thought we were putting with life assurance. Exactly. So even with insurance companies as well, yeah, we need to speak to the people, mm. find out what they want, what they perceive as value. Yeah. Because for somebody, maybe it's not about consultation. Mm. It's about what to buy the medication on. Mm-hmm. So maybe what they want is a pharmacy benefit for all you know. Exactly. And not necessarily the whole diagnostic. Mm-hmm. They may have a way of going through that, mm-hmm. but when it comes to buying the, because I've been in places where a doctor writes medication for five days, mm-hmm. and the first coming up for the first two days. Mm-hmm. 
So when a pharmacy benefit is better, would you see that as yeah. better value? Yeah. Then we can give them the whole insurance thing, which would cost an arm and a leg. Exactly. Wow. You get it? So you yeah. need to go out and speak to the people. Yeah. Get to know what they see as value. Yeah. Wow. Only then, maybe, hmm. together with technology and it, it reduction in the price, exactly. uh, in the healthcare costs, yeah. you married it to then yeah. just maybe. Yeah. You might get something so, that would make it yeah. work out. Wow. You've heard it. So, insurance companies, you've been challenged. So go out there, talk to the people, ask them what they feel is value for them, then create products exactly. for them. Yes. Exactly. And then for the technology technology solutions or technology solution providers, go to the insurance companies, ask them what they've heard from these people, then create the solution. So I think it's yeah. better for us for us to always ask before we provide exactly. these solutions. Sometimes when we sit there, we imagine what we think of what a robotic thing can do. Mm. Yeah, and it's not like we are saying that the technology it's solutions bad, are no. bad. We're but just saying just fit, it, first, exactly, fit it exactly, fit it into fit it, that's the it. problem. That's what yeah. we're saying. I don't yeah. think it's bad. No, exactly. I mean, you call it boom. I need a robotic arm. I mm. appreciate that. It's a tertiary hospital. Yeah. But if you talk to a district with somebody, they need a robotic bed. Yeah, exactly. They need an MRI yeah. when they don't have a simple delivery bed. Mm. Yes, oh, can I go? Mm. So that's what you yeah, That's yeah. where the, the, the theater lights are out. Mm. Yeah, bring them a robotic thing. Seriously. I know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So this has been such an amazing conversation, guys. And we can go on and on. I think you can see the passion <laughs> between the two of us. We can go on and on. And the fact that we found some similar things between us, trust me, we can go on and on. But before we we, we leave, um, Nancy, Mrs. Nancy, please give us a parting shot. Whatever it might be, it might be healthier, it might be personal, whatever it might be, just give us a parting shot. Hmm. What I guess is that most of the things, yeah. just keep it real, keep it practical. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, whether it's a life or whatever, just keep it real and keep it practical. Yeah. I keep telling my people in the office that it's a housewife one or one. That's what the average housewife will think, and yeah. half the time they're right. Yeah. They're not, but they deal with it every exactly. day. So keep it real, keep it simple, mm. and keep it practical. Keep it real, keep it simple, keep it practical. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, Miss, I don't even want to call you Mrs. Nancy. You're Nancy to me because you're my friend. This is, oh my goodness, like I feel so honored for you to be here having this conversation with me. I really, really Aww. appreciate it. And you actually came to me. Like guys, she came to me, not the other way around. That's like okay. isn't this just being the most lovely person? Me, I'm telling you. I think I'll move to Ghana. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. But thank you so much. Thank you. You're I'm, welcome. I'm, I'm really, Anytime. Really that's what sisters do. Yeah. yeah sisters. sisters. We're already sisters, Anytime. guys. So thank you, guys. Thank you for watching. Please share with us what you think on the comment section. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.